Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Halloween edition of Oilers Now. We're talking about the scariest flex of all time. Lana has texted us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Candyman and the Blair Witch Project scared me. Uh, Candyman. It's with Tony Todd and um, Virginia Madsen. And, uh, yep, it was scary. And I've never tried to say what you're supposed to say in that to see if the Candyman uh, comes behind you. It's it's scary. But they've uh, allegedly filmed it in Mark Spector's favorite city. The theory was uh, an occult story that occurred in Caprini Greens in Chicago, which, as you know, Mr. Spector, is now turned out. Mark Spector joins us right now for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. The last day of thoroughbred racing is Sunday. Fan access still limited, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse race in Alberta. Enjoying Albertans contributing to the economy and caring for the horses. Uh, it, it's true that it, Caprini Greens is no longer in, the, and that is was the old um, projects in Chicago. That has been torn down. Is that correct, Spec? I believe so, yes. I believe yeah. so, but you know what? That, was, that playoff series against Chicago was a sports writer's horror flick. Your team finally gets to play the Chicago Blackhawks in the playoffs, and you don't even get to go to Wrigley on an off day or go for a good steak or a blues bar. I mean, that was, that was that's my version of a horror flick, Bob. Mark, right playing now. All the games in Edmonton when you're playing the Blackhawks. <laughs> right right now, there's roughly 35,000 people saying the same thing. It's not about you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear you. I mean, we, we both love. I, I love Montreal. I don't always love all the politics out of that province, but I love Montreal. And uh, I, love, I, I love, obviously, going to Chicago as well. Uh, all right. Uh, Hey, let's get your thoughts on this topic. We asked Scott, is there, are there a couple, do you like horror movies, Mark? To be good, oh, like, yeah, I love you... a good, I love oh, a horror you? movie. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I can watch did, a horror movie any day. Are there, the scarier, I, the better. Did you see, have you watched all of The Exorcist? Uh, over time, yeah. I mean, it seems yeah. long ago, Bob. That yeah. movie came out in the 70s, didn't it? Early 70s, like 72, 73, yeah. Yeah, like we're seven years old, so I didn't watch it all when I was seven years old. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. I mean, it was only in theaters, uh, and it was a crazy, scary movie for its time. I mean, the stuff going on in there when that little girl's head was spinning around, that was that green stuff flying everywhere. That, if that didn't scare you, Bobby, you had a, no the- heart. Well, the the story, as I was told, was that it procured quite the response from the patrons at the actual movie theaters when it came out. Like okay. there were there it was there were people grossed out because it was just vile, you know. And it was, or perhaps it was vile, not vile. But uh, right. any, anyhow, do you, do you have a couple that uh, when you th- when you think of? I mean, you're a fan of them, so do you have a? Co- yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they all go through time. And now, frankly, when you look back at the ones that used to scare us, they're not scary anymore, right? You know, Scotty Housen said Jaws. I saw Jaws as a little – what year did it come out, 76 or something? 
Right. Yeah, I think it was 75. Anyhow, 75, go ahead. About a 10-year-old kid. We're on our way to, to go to Hawaii. We stopped to visit relatives in Vancouver, and my parents take us to see Jaws. Well, now we're going to swim in the ocean for 10 days. So that was pretty freaking scary and kind of a stupid move on my parents' part. <laughs> but if you watch Jaws now, it's not scary. I remember Carrie came out, and it was really Oh, scary. yeah. Not scary anymore. Never really, never really thought of Sissy Spacek the same after that movie. I don't know about you. So awesome in that flick, man. <laughs> Carrie was a. I don't think it was a Stephen King, was it not? Was John Travolta in that? No, Who God, was? I don't know. Uh, somebody will text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Yeah. I, you know, the the pigs. I'll tell you what. A guy the, didn't go in the furnace room for a long time after watching those Freddy Krueger <laughs> flicks, right? Right. <laughs> Your dad would say, yeah, go downstairs and uh, grab that tool or grab that uh, jar of pickles. And you'd be like, oh, man, I don't want to go near that room. <laughs> you know, and now I'll tell you what, I think I could watch my wedding ring bounce down the sewer. And after watching it, I ain't going down there looking for it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Where that clown in, in the sewer system was... Uh, yeah. That was really scary. I How about, actually, you said Ring. How about The Ring? That was kind of a scary movie. Did you ever see The Ring? The Ring. No, never seen Oh, the no, no. That one was, that one was a little, there's, there's some tough ones out there. Did you see Blair Witch Project? I never liked it. I never, I, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get past the shaky camera going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like it. Didn't do it for me. I know uh, that it was considered pretty scary. All right. Well, you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and they're they're obviously this is a very popular topic. Uh, Bob, what about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? So scary from Trent, partially based on a true story. Uh, what is it? Ed Ginn was that his name? I, I never really got those old. Somebody said close encounter, like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's not a scary movie, you know? Yeah, this- I mean, I remember when Alien first came out, right? Yes, you know, that was a really scary movie when Alien first came out, man. And there again, those are movies that, you know, they're not as, they're not as scary today as they were at the time. I guess we hadn't been exposed to as much. But uh, you know what? I'm all for a good scare the hell out of you movie, like where you know my wife Shelka, like she watches the whole thing through her hands. She's, you know, she won't go in. <laughs> what was that one where? Uh, Someone was something was coming out of the lake. Jason was in the lake, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that... you can't go. That that scared her to death. <laughs> Jason in the lake. <laughs> uh, this text comes in. He's being a smarty pants. Maybe stop talking about horror movies and talk about Bobby Orr endorsing Donald Trump. That yeah. takes guts. Well, it happened the day after Jack Nicholson endorsed Trump. Herschel Walker. I know, Bobby Orr was Bobby Orr's a hockey player, man. Golfers are supposed to all be about themselves as an individual sport. When I read that Bobby Orr said that Trump is the kind of teammate I want, like, are you kidding me? We all we're hockey people, Bob. Right? We want guys that 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 are diving in front of shots. We want guys that'll do something for the team. We want guys that are that are thinking of the whole greater good in the whole. How can Bobby Orr say Donald Trump is the kind of team? I don't care Republican. I don't care Democrat. I'm a Canadian and all that. But what Donald Trump is not. What he is not is a selfless teammate. I don't know where Bob Yor is coming from here. Well, I know Herschel Walker raised some eyebrows when he supported Donald Trump, but, I mean, he's known him since his days with the New Jersey Generals in the U.S. It's incredible how politicized. You know what? And this is going to be really interesting to watch, Mark, because we all know what the numbers are. And the numbers overwhelmingly indicate that Biden's going to win the U.S. election, and we're going to find – because truth yeah, – We'll find out. Right? We'll and, find and, out. and, the you know, maybe it's just as simple as some people don't want to admit who they're going to vote for. 
Maybe, you know, like, do people lie? All of that going on. All do people, do, like, put it this way. What do you do when somebody call? you know, what? I, I can tell you what I do, because it's the truth, because we have to do it. When we get a cold call to our landline in our house, and I know we have people listening to the show right now that don't have landlines, and somebody says, I'd like you to do a, a survey, I tell them I work in media. Because we have to, because that comes with the territory, right? But there, I, I, I would guess most people try to present as positive an opinion of, you know. And right now, it's sort of a. I mean, we have a, a, a debate in this province going on between, and I guess that's part of it, Mark. Is I still believe like eighty to ninety percent of people are somewhere in the middle, and then you have the far right, and also the far left, and it seems like even if you're in the middle, that's not good enough for the far left. And even well, if you, even if you're sure. in the middle, even if you're in the middle, that's not good enough for the far right. But I think most of us sort of have the same sort of range, and 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 you are allowed in theory to have some thoughts that maybe don't agree with everybody else. Mark, vote for vote for who you want, man. I'm, yeah. This isn't. I would never tell. If someone wants to vote for Trump because of the economy, his economy. If there's things that they feel like he's done that have made their life, then vote away, man. Like I got no problem with that, but but if we're talking character here and we're talking like the great Bobby, I wore number four my whole life, man, in all the sports, right? For one reason, I got one jersey in my possession that has a guy's name and number right. more than one. Mark LaForge, I have, but that's not because he's my hero. I just kind of like the guy. But I got a Bobby Orr jersey that I play hockey in in the winter, man. And if he wants to vote for Trump for all those other reasons, go for it. But I'll tell you what, if a hockey player, and hockey players, you know, we know hockey players, man, and Bobby Rowe was maybe the greatest one ever, and to hear him come out and say, this guy is the kind of teammate I love, I just want to I just shake my head. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, what? do you know who, who's probably the most politically active current player out there in terms of jumping in on politics is Anthony D'Angelo, the Rangers, and he gets crushed. Right now, Twitter tends to be a little bit left of center, and oh, so when you, when you media, right, sure, right. So what it's a, uh, hey, uh, Spack, uh, scariest movie, anything with Amy Schumer, says BH. See, I don't think she's that bad. <laughs> I, 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 I actually found some of her movies to be hilarious, but then again, I'm a guy, I'm a guy that can watch the Flavor Flavros from 2007 and laugh. You know what I mean? Like I don't mind having a chuckle once in a while. So yeah, sure. Listen, everyone has different tastes, man. Like I, I couldn't make it through Borat's movie. You know, couldn't do it. Right? It wasn't a horrible, a horror flick, Bob. It was a horrible flick. Um, yeah. But you know what? Other people love it, and God bless them. Right? He'll sell. He'll sell lots of tickets or whatever they sell these days. One, th one, one thing uh, I will tell you right now, Mark, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, we have a different type of engagement level with the favorite horror movies as opposed to uh, the political conversation that's going on right now. And we're, getting a, and we're getting a wide range of it right now as we speak. So uh, fun, fun stuff. Uh, you, Scott Housen, uh, and by the way, Drew Remenda is listening online and has just passed along that John Travolta was official. And, and you know that Drew, Drew Drew is quite the movie connoisseur. Uh, John Travolta was in Carrie uh, with Sissy Spasic. So, uh, wow. Spasic Space. He must have uh, just been like a kid, eh? Who, Drew <laughs> or John Travolta? Well, we were all kids, but so was John Travolta. Oh, I'm thinking that was that was like 77 or 78 when that came out. And that was a scary movie. Like, Carrie was Carrie a scary was so long ago. I read the book before we went to the movie. Is, so long ago. That is, that when you, is that when you still read books? Yeah, that was when people still read books. Yeah. <laughs> no, All my friends read that book. 
mean, 77. What are we, Bob? 12 years old? 77. 11, right? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to nominate a few scary movies that haven't been mentioned. Uh, this text comes in out of Edmonton. Evil Dead 1 and 2, The Conjuring, and Hereditary. Ooh. I've not seen The Conjuring, but I've heard it's a, a scary flick. Uh, they don't beat the classics, but they're darn good, says the texter. I, I've heard I've heard that The Conjuring is quite scary. Again, I'm, I'm not the biggest... Uh, uh, a big fan. Uh, Mark, uh, hey, Bob, from Kevin in Vancouver, keep sports and politics separate. Bobby Orr is saying that uh, that just killed him being my hero growing up. I'm so bummed out hearing that. And that's, there. you, you are going to hear that. Like, you're going to hear comments like that out there, and then you're going to have other people say, well, you know what, he can go and endorse and support whoever he wants. So, oh, my God. So Team there you mate. have it. Yeah, Team there you have it. Are you kidding me? Teammate. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Teammate, Bob. Teammate. That's the word. Teammate. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Scariest finish, the the Bobby Orr story. This will not end well. Well, uh, these things tend to blow over in time as well, right? So today, it's the news of today. There's no question about that. Uh, Mark, let's uh, switch focus here. The Arizona Coyotes uh, with with Mitch Miller. Yeah. uh, And then today... North Dakota has removed him from their hockey program as well. Your thoughts? Well, I'm giving you the easy stuff today, aren't I? Yeah, you are giving me these. No, no, I don't. I think that, you know, it is. It's a tough one. And I think what has to be said is where this comes back to for me, it comes back to the victim, right? The young man, uh, uh, Elijah. Uh, Elijah, excuse me. No, Isaiah. I'm sorry, Isaiah. Uh, and I don't have his last name. I'm not on my computer. Um, that I think we should be happy for. This whole thing is being judged through the eyes of the young man who was bullied, right, in a racial fashion for a long time. Why isn't the player being accepted by the Coyotes? Because they did some work and they found out, you know what, he never reconciled with the family of the victim. He never reconciled with the victim. And as people talk to the victim and his family, the young man that was bullied for so long, they realize, you know what, no one ever, Mitchell never went to this family and either on his own or directed by his parents or directed by people at the University of North Dakota. Now, he never made good on it. You know, we all make mistakes. We all do stupid things. And I think we all have a pretty high tolerance for people who step back and go, man, did I screw that up? You know, apologize, make it right, and move on with our lives. We can all do that. But I I think what we see here is society now, you know what? It's kind of a good thing. And all of this social media and all of this change in attitude is we look now and we ask. We make a phone call and ask a question. Did he ever make it right? Bob and the fact that the player never made it right. Uh, I thought that the Phoenix maybe. Do we know if Arizona ever asked him? Do we know if the Arizona Coyotes ever helped him to make it right? That's no. what I would like to know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know if that's the case right now. I think that, that the the whole situation just. Uh, you know, remember Arizona didn't have what their first three picks. They probably saw a player there that many. I, I, I will tell you, I he do dropped. not. He dropped. He, he dropped. Uh, I, 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 I I talked enough to people. I don't believe the Oilers had him ranked, period. Like he wasn't a player that they were kind of looking at. But other organizations had him as high as the second round. So maybe he drops. They think, well, he's you know, he's he's come forward. He's he's written a letter out saying that it, you know this happened. It was bad. It was all those other things. 
And then it was, you know, and so they probably said, hey, we got an opportunity to get a guy that might be a late second rounder in the fourth round. Let's take a swing on him. And instead, it completely backfired. So it's uh, uh, a really, uh, well, it's a disturbing story. It is a disturbing story. And what I want to know is, um, you know, I guess what I'd like to know is, did the coyote say, okay, son, let's see if we can make this right. Let's let's take some steps backwards here you know into this situation and let's let's talk to the family and let's see if we can you know isaiah meyer Crothers was his name and let's let's see if we can make it right with that yep. family and, and did he say no i'm not doing it did the if the coyotes just drafted him never tried to make steps to make this thing better and let the kid go well they i would i would condemn them for not being part of any solution uh, if they tried to make it better and the kid wasn't interested, well, then the Coyotes made the right move. So I guess we'll probably find out one day, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Mark, I want to switch focus here to talk about an event that is going to take place in Edmonton since we don't know when the NHL is going to return. We know the World Juniors are going to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hockey Canada, and you and me have had numerous discussions about this all the way back to Steve Downey. Uh, and Akeem Alou, that, that incident that occurred during the yep. 05-06 season. And I didn't believe that Steve should have been uh, part of Team Canada at that time. Um, but anyhow, uh, Canada is so deep. And this, and, and let's not forget, Mark, that two, arguably two of the greatest Team Canada World Junior teams of all time happened in lockout years, 94-95. 95 was in Red Deer, 2000, and, uh, and then in 04-05. Um, and that was the year the event was in North Dakota. Um, and those were really deep Canadian teams. And, and so Canada could have Kirby Dock. They could have Alexis Lafreniere. They have Kirby Dock. They'll end up having Lafreniere, too. Uh, he'll end up being on that team. Quentin Byfield, the number two overall pick. It was interesting to me a couple of things that occurred here. They had a couple players that they selected, they, they invited to their camp, that passed through two NHL drafts. They had a uh, player in the Quebec League who had the privilege of playing, Xavier Simino. He's got uh, 10 points in four games so far. So they passed on first-round NHL draft choices from this year's draft at forward. And they've invited this kid who's a little older. And then Taylor Gauthier in goal who plays for Prince George. Tough place to win. Um, and I'm not making excuses for Mark Lamb and Jason Smith up there in Prince George, but it's difficult recruiting kids to go there. Taylor mm-hmm. Gauthier has passed through two NHL drafts. And has not uh, not been drafted. Uh, Sebastian Coase of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Mark, will go. You, mark my word right now, Brendan, you can write this down. He's going in the second or third round of next year's NHL draft. He might be the highest drafted uh, Canadian goaltender out there. And the highest drafted Canadian forward, uh, draft eligible Canadian forward, right now is Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings. He's likely to be a top 10 pick. He didn't get invited. It's just, it's interesting sort of how it works. And I'm not. Um, you know, my expectations. Canada is going to do pretty well. Uh, they invited forty-seven kids total. It is. Do you think? Is it a little surprising to you, Mark, that they invite guys that pass through the draft for two consecutive years in a year in which they basically have their pick of the proverbial litter? Yeah, I, it's interesting. I'm going to say this to you, Bob. What, what makes this year different is they'll have a much longer training camp. Right, they have a training camp that's going to last basically from I think it's November 16th to December 13th. So they really have a month-long training camp, which tells me that we need more guys, right? And that then thereby opens the field to say, okay, well let's bring these guys in. Why not? You know, generally you got about 10 days to pick your team, so you don't take flyers on guys. So that would be the first thing. 
And I think the second thing that we sort of confuse maybe is, Bob, when guys like Kirby Dock and Lafreniere come down from the top, guys that weren't supposed to be there, they don't necessarily take the place on the roster of the, you know, 12th and 13th forward. Oftentimes they take the place of the of a top six guy because they still feel, you know, the coaches still need penalty killers, right? The coach still needs those third, fourth line guys. So sometimes Kirby Doc won't take a place of a fourth line guy. He'll take the place of a first or second line guy on this team who was planning on being on the team, but we didn't think Kirby Doc and Lafreniere were going to be available. So it's a confusing time. They got a long camp. They got a bunch of guys. Uh, and the disadvantage, Bob, is all the European guys are playing over there, most of them. Right, right. We're not. So it's a whole new ball of wax here for these guys this year, don't you think? I'll ask you this. How do you think Doug Armstrong, he took Jake Neighbors in the first round of the NHL draft, okay? And Jake does not get invited to that team. And they've invited a forward that's gone through two NHL drafts, and NHL organizations have said isn't, uh, you know, in their mind, worth taking a swing on as a pick. What do you think a guy like Doug Arms? Because Berkey said yesterday on the show, Spec, that he'd be putting a call in in that situation to find out why their player wasn't considered. Well, that's fair to put a call in and find out. I mean, I'm going to say to you this, Bob, the Hockey Canada scouts don't like Jake Neighbors as much as the St. Louis Blues scouts do. And yeah. that doesn't mean that Hockey Canada's right. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean Hockey Canada's right and St. Louis is wrong, but they differ in opinion. Yep. You know, if I'm Doug Armstrong, I'm thinking, I hope my scouts are right. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Hey, Speck, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having some fun. And uh, we'll touch base next week. Okay, my man, have a great Halloween. Uh, you going out in the streets uh, Saturday night? I am. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, well, if, I, I think so. I, I, I think I'm the uh, chaperone. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are you dressing as, Bob? I'm going as a uh, slightly obese uh, sports broadcaster. Is that much of a reach? What do you think? You should, yeah. <laughs> you should dress up like Jack Michaels. People would be hearing me for miles. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like uh, to see that. <laughs> I'm not, there we go. Take care, bud. All right, see ya. That's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. The last day of thoroughbred racing is Sunday. Fan access still limited, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta, employing Albertans, contributing to the economy and caring for horses. And guests on the show receive gift certificates from Roos Chris Steakhouse, Edmonton-owned and operated from Wednesday through Sunday until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Uh, we got a lot of breaks today, so we're going to head off to one right now. At 1 o'clock, we'll have a global news weather traffic update and one of the uh, nicest men you could ever meet, Gene Principe, coming up to tell us about his favorite horror movie when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.